This podcast is brought to you by Kindness Defined, our bold new look at kindness. This book will empower us to be kind, not nice, learn to say no with a smile, and experience the life-changing power of kindness. Grab your copy, whether physical or digital, at kindnessdefined.com today. Right, getting my notes together. Okay, I'll do it this way. All right, all right. What's good, everybody? <laughs> okay, over over my right shoulder. Can y'all see that? Either way, um, yeah. Here we go. I do, I wanted to add some some more stuff to the setup here, and um, that is what I'm big on: kindness, and men can be kind too. Um. It should be kind. Let me make sure my mic's everything is set up. I am drag. I'll, I'll be honest, y'all. I was dragging in here tonight because right, my mic's not even set up. Here we go.
Uh, am I live? No, I guess I am live. All right, good. What's good, everybody? Um, this is Asayi Daniels with the Intro Powered Podcast. And I'm going to do something here so I can see everything on one side of my screen here. Nope, did that wrong. Undo that. Okay, here we go. This screen and this one. Perfect. Boom. All right. What's good, everybody? This is Asay Daniels with the Intro Powered Podcast. And tonight's topic is, I think, one of my... Man, this topic, God has just put this topic on my spirit. And I'm talking about burnout. And I think it's important that we understand what burnout is. And if you haven't already, go back and um, go back and check out my previous podcast on what is burnout and ways to, to address and to fight burnout. It's important that we address and fight it, right? Um, let's see if I can fix my camera so you don't see my head chopped off a little. But I want y'all to see my cool little light back here. There we go. Is that good? Barely see the light. I can't see. I gotta, I'm working on stuff, y'all. I'm working on stuff. And this is fun for me. This is so fun. But, um, all right. There we go. And I got my cool, I'm, everything is transcribed behind me. But it is my right shoulder. And I um, hope y'all can see that. Um, I'll move from time to time. I got to re, <laughs> I already know I got to re-put it. So I'll probably put it closer on this side so you guys can see that. But, um, this is the Intro Powered Podcast, where we are. This is the tribe where we are looking for like-minded people who are powered by our no, powered by it, by our no, energized by our bigger yes. Okay, so in order to say no, you have to have a bigger yes, motivating us. We are intro powered. We want to help, but we can help after we've checked off the box for our Yes. Um, and it's important that we know, and I'm going to text my wife here and say, come get this dog. Um, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> the dog is scratching on the door. It wants to come in. I don't want her to come in right now while I'm recording. All right. So intro power. This is who we are. Is a brief synopsis. This is. I want you to feel welcome here. I want you to feel like this is for you. When you hear these, I want you to know and want you to feel like, man, this is what I need. This is the space I want to be. And I'm doing, I'm going to do a lot more. Shout out to you all that are signed up to my Facebook group. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more. And I'm going to give you all a little uh, uh, preview. And I don't know if you all know Dave Ramsey. Either way, he has this popular radio show talking about uh, debt and money, et cetera, et cetera. And what I thought I'm going to borrow, y'all don't, <laughs> don't get sued. No. Either way, I'm going to make it mine and it'll become mine because I'm not doing the exact same thing he's going to do. But what I want to do is have each week, I want people, instead of, he calls it his debt-free scream, I want us to shout out and to scream and be excited about, I said no, scream, right? Now, we're, 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 we're doing it as a celebration, but what we're doing is acknowledging that we said no with a smile. 
That's our goal. We're going to say no with a smile and we're going to share it within our community of like-minded people who are powered by our no, okay? Sometimes we feel like we have to say yes, but I want us to feel empowered to say no and excited not to spite, but to know, again, to we say no, we're powered by our no to energize our bigger yes, to give our bigger yes space and a reality to become what it needs to be. That bigger yes needs to come into our reality. It needs to come into today. It needs to have boots on, right? So we're going to say, I said no. We're going to shout us out. And um, yeah. And then on the weekends, I want us to be thinking about on our way into the weekend, where you said yes to you. I'm so excited about that part. Some of us are, you know, if you know anything about the Sabbath, you go into the Sabbath rest, saying yes to the, saying yes to taking a break, saying yes to turning off your emails, saying yes to recalibrating your heart, your mind, your body, so that you can rejuvenate yourself. Whatever the weekend, the Sabbath looks like for you, it needs to include ways you can um, become better and refreshed after a long week at work. That's the whole point of the Sabbath, where we say no, right, to work. We say no to uh, external responsibilities, and we focus on connecting. With, and, and, and again, we're talking about spiritual health tonight, connecting with our relationship with God, looking for opportunities to serve and to bless others, but also Sabbath, the word Sabbath means rest, right? So we have to find ways to rest, and to recalibrate, not just sleep. Oh, there's a lot I want to share on that, but let me keep going. But that's the goal of our being. So we're going to do those. Shout, you got to come join the Facebook group so you have your space to shout out whatever it is I said no to and I said yes for me. Scream. And we're going to give you opportunity to share that. And I'm trying to think of how we could do it live. Well, yeah, I'm going to figure it out because I think it's important. And if you want, again, if you could, you could put it in the chat or you can come on live. I'll invite you on live, right? And that's why this is, I need a, it's going to be a community because, you know, and, 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 and I don't want anybody coming on there with some jive stuff. We're not about that. You know, if you want to come on and try that, you can, but you'll be disconnected and, you know, sent off. But this is important. We have to shout out our ability to say no, our willingness to say no. And not just because we're, we're already, uh, experience burnout, or we're already at obliger rebellion. We've talked about these things in previous podcasts. We don't want to get to that space. We want to say no with a smile, right? Um, so that we can say yes to whatever our passion is, whatever our, um, whatever we feel like God has put on our heart to do, and who we are to be. That's what I want us to be excited about. And this community is where we where we um, acknowledge that and we, we we celebrate that. That's what I want this community to be, the Intro Power Tribe. If you haven't already, um, join our Facebook group. And I'm going to put, let's see if I can put a link in a post in a comment link here. And, um, okay, hang on. Yep, I'm going to put the link here. And if you haven't already, um, yeah, I want you to come and um, I'm going to put the link in the, In the comments here, and I want you so you know where to come to sign up to be part of our community. All right, so this is here. Boom. OK, 
okay, yep, I'm moving my screen, yep, okay, boom, here we go. And we're going to get into the topic tonight, y'all, but I wanted y'all to know that. All right, so again, the intro power, who we are, this is our community. We are powered by our no, and I'm, I'm, this is a a summary in, in, in a working summary, right? And I like doing working definitions, working summaries, because I always want to be able to tweak and adjust it. And if any comments, any, any ways we can make it feel more relevant, more reaching to you, let me know, okay? But I, I want us to know who we are. We are like-minded people who are powered by our no, energized by our bigger yes, recharged with kindness, okay? While not being nice. See, we got to be clear and kind. See, a lot of times when we're nice, we're not very clear and we're worried about somebody's feelings. But when we're kind, we can say no with a smile and not as though there's no vitriol, there's no frustration, there's no anxiety, there's none of that. We just saying no so that we can say yes to ourselves, yes to our self-care or personal stewardship. We can, whatever we need to do, again, we are responsible for ourselves, but responsible to others where their life's burdens were to come alongside them. I got, you got to go back and listen to the other podcasts because I break all this down. And then we are propelled by our life's magnet. What is our life's magnet? It's our passion plus our gifting. Okay. Passion plus our gifting. And then we can even include, and I'm working, again, I'm working on the definition, but I want to make sure it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's inclusive, right? And it talks about uh, living with, towards and making decisions and looking for, making a way to become, making our, passion become a reality in our lives where we can serve, where we can help, we can bless, we can support, we can pour into that passion using the gifting that God has put in us, our spiritual gift, that's our life magnet, that we can tie in our personality and, you know, where our geographical location is, all these things, then even talents and, again, talents are different from gifts. We're going to break all that down. We're working towards, but this is the year of the intro power. We are here, and I'm fine. I'm going to be just like this cool t-shirt. I'm going to have some intro power t-shirts. I got some other ideas for um, be kind, not nice t-shirts. Those are the two I'm going to be working on. So I'm excited to finally get that out. I'm hoping before that, before, before summer starts in a couple months, I'm hoping to have that available so we can throw on and rep the intro power tribes of who I want you to be part of and be excited to be a part of. All right, we're getting into it now. We're getting into it now. Topic, uh, points tonight. Our spiritual health. We got three points, and we're going to break all this down. We're going to go with definition. Y'all know I like definitions. We're going to break down the definition of spiritual health. Then we're going to talk about the three points we're going to talk about is our spiritual, what our spiritual health impacts. Um, then we're going to talk about how we need to have a system in our in our space, in our lives, a system of that will enhance and improve on our spiritual health, a system, something that we do consistently on a regular basis for us to ensure our spiritual health is optimal, optimal spiritual health. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so we're going to break down the definition and how we can make that a reality. And I'm going to share a, um, a spiritual story, a spiritual story, a story of when I recognized who God was in my life, right? And I wanted to understand. I wanted to share that with you all, so that you all had to understand. Just, just to hear my personal story about it, and then we're going to break down the definition and uh, of spiritual health. Then we're going to dive into how we can make this develop a system, a system uh, to enhance and to uh, optimize our spiritual health. Now, for me, I will never forget. I was a uh, soft. 
sophomore at Howard. Sophomore or freshman? Huh. Ah, I think it was freshman. Freshman year, and then there was another experience. But I'll show you I'll show y'all the second experience later. But the first one is, you know, I was um heading to a wedding. And we was going out of town. It was in North Carolina. I'll never forget. It was in North Carolina. And, you know, I go and, you know, it's out of town. I've never, never been there before. Uh, family that, you know, you kind of, it was a cousin. So you kind of know him, but you're not really connected to them, right? And um, so we go and we get there on a Friday afternoon. And I wanted to go to church. Just the wedding was on Sunday and I wanted to go to church. I wanted to find a local church to attend. I, I you know. And so, um, in fact, now, man, I guess that was, oh, I got him. Okay, when y'all get 40 plus, y'all will understand. Okay, so I'm, I'm confusing the years. I believe this is the second part, but I'm going to share this with you anyways. Sophomore year, okay. I go down and I, you know, I'm looking, I grab the phone book and I say, okay, where is the local uh, church that, you know, that uh, the Adventist church that has a, um, uh, a church close by, close enough to where I could um, go to church and be able to come back. You know, the wedding's on Sunday, but we happen to get down there early. No big deal. So I call and I look around and there was a church. But of course, anybody who knows, <laughs> if you call a church on a Friday night, you're not, nobody's there. All right. Because we believe that Sabbath starts Friday evening to Saturday evening. That's our Sabbath, like the Jews. Right. So I was kind of frustrated. I was like, ah, I couldn't believe it. So I go to sleep. I say, God, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, but you'll, I don't know what you're going to do. <sighs> so the next morning comes here, knock at the door. My aunt is there. My aunt says, I said, you wanted to go to church, didn't you? I said, yeah. Oh, there's people in the hotel on their way. And they said, you could hop in with them and we could go together. So I said, awesome. God answered prayer. Boom. So I hop in the car. We drive to the church and it was a you know, a beautiful, not not a huge church, a smaller church, um, but the atmosphere, the spirit of the church was awesome. It was very friendly and kind and welcoming. And, you know, I remember I got there for the um, the Sabbath school portion and met some of the um, the other young adults there. And we, you know, we were chopping it up and just talking about, you know, the lesson, et cetera. It was great. And I remember um, being there and it was, some of y'all know when, uh, when, it's the right time and space for you to have a breakthrough. It was it was perfect, y'all. It was the it was like God knew I needed I needed He needed me to be at church on that day so that I can experience what He had for me. It was really really special. And what happened was the the old school choir got up. The old school choir got up, and they you know we had. Um, I think we had prayer and then they came up and then, you know, right before the sermon starts. Right. But I'll never forget. Somehow it was just, it was, it was, the spirit was moving. Y'all I'm telling you, it was real. It was, I, I felt it. And the, the choir got up to sing and they sang a classic old school, you know, your grace and mercy. You know, I almost want to start bust out singing, but I don't want to do that. But it was your grace and mercy brought me through. If it wasn't for your grace, I wouldn't know what to do. I got to go back and memorize the lyrics. But it was it was at that moment. I don't know why I hadn't gotten there. And I was on my journey towards just wanting to improve on my relationship with God. And I had gotten there. And I broke, y'all. 
I completely broke. The Spirit of God moved on my heart because what I finally understood, I listened to the words. The words finally went past my head because a lot of us have a lot, a, lot of, a lot of head knowledge and Bible facts and figures and locations of where stuff is. But a lot of times, whatever the, what you're reading hasn't reached our heart. And it finally did because I finally understood for the first time in my life at about maybe, I think I was 20 years old, that God's grace was not just for everyone on earth, but it was also for me, for I say. And I broke when I finally understood the weight of it, when I finally felt the need of it, when I finally opened my heart to receive it. All of it happened at the same time. And I heard, I just felt the Spirit of God just telling me that, yes, I say, my grace and mercy is true, but it, I want you to understand that it's true for you today. And I broke in. And I remember weeping. I'm talking about weeping. I couldn't control myself. I just, it was just a, it was like, a, it was a literal breakthrough. Now I'm thinking about it. It was a breakthrough in my life. It was a significant shift in my relationship with God because it left my head and it also now it reached my heart. Right? And, and I remember there was an older sister who saw what happened. And I think, yeah, they, they saw what was going on. And this, this, the spirit of God told them, listen, go and comfort us. They just be there. Right. And my aunt had come over and they kind of noticed and recognized what was going on with me. Right. It was I'm telling you, it was a significant moment. And I felt I didn't feel weird. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I just felt like I needed that. Right. And and it was that time where those tears were tears of joy, but it was tears of kind of like I finally get it. I finally know who you are and to me, not just in my head, but in my heart. Y'all, I'm telling you, it was one of the most significant spiritual moments in my entire life. And from that day forward, and you know, I, I don't, I've, I definitely don't, I don't remember the wedding as much, but I definitely, I'll never forget that Sabbath. And I remember the name of the church. Do I? Okay, I got to go back. But um, I remember who was preaching that day. Um, and I remember... Who was there? It was my aunt, my cousin, and then it was uh, some older sister that recognized it, just blessed me, and just kind of said, it's all right. Yep, let it out. They kind of just kind of knew what I was dealing with. It was it was a special moment, y'all. And so <clears throat> I wanted to share that because I believe that once, once, once the Spirit of God has our attention and we are serious about our relationship with God, it's important that we understand what to do to maintain our relationship with God, but also, but to understand that our relationship with God has facets and, and it's multi-layered because we need to include these things in our lives to make our spiritual health, to ensure that our connection with God, our relationship with God has the most, uh, whatever needs to be done to remove the limits and the barriers between us and him. And that's what spiritual health is, is we identify those areas of our life, who we are, what we, okay, so I'm going to break this down. It's three aspects, y'all, of spiritual health. It's composed of relationships, values, and life purpose. Relationships, spiritual health includes our relationships, right, then values, then life purpose. What does that mean? So it's, it, you know, and there's terms like spiritual wellness, and it kind of includes, again, our morals and beliefs. Those includes our values. You know, um, what what purpose 
do we have in life? What's our meaning? Why are we here? Why are we alive? What am I here for? These are questions that we must answer to identify where we are in regards to our spiritual health, right? There's a spectrum. We have to be able to answer in affirmative, in, in the affirmative, these questions. What are my morals? What are my values? What do I believe in? What am I willing to stand up for and to be heard about, to, to what I call die on a hill for? You know, I mean, that's... See, a lot of us, you know, and, you know, people are extreme and, you know, they want to show how passionate they are. And I'm a passionate person. And sometimes it's so easy to find, just like just like Peter said, you know, I'll die, I'll die for you, Lord, but the second he, the, he turned the corner and then people ask him, hey, do you know Jesus? They're like, and he was like, <laughs> blank, blank, blank. No, right? He starts letting some choice words fly. I want us to know that people can say they'll die for something, but I think it's more important to understand what you'll live for, what you'll follow what you'll put into your daily practice, what will be manifest, what will be a reality in your life and a reality in your character. These are this is where your spiritual health is, y'all. It's a, it's a it's a search for life's meaning and purpose, as well as as striving for consistency, right, in your values and and your actions. So your values and actions have to be connected. Okay, they have to be connected. So it, then it talks about. Um, Ooh, man, uh, your faith. Where is your faith? Where is your faith level? What do you believe God can do? What do you believe God wants to do? And what do you believe God wants to do in your life? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I feel like my spiritual health is kind of going, there's a, there's a new, whole new level that God wants to bring me on. And I'm experiencing it now. And I'm reading, I didn't bring it with me, but I'm reading this book and I'm going to shout it out. Um, and I think, in fact, this is what I'm going to do. I want to do a clubhouse group uh, where we talk about uh, books that enhance and improve and lift up our spiritual health. And this is one of them because it's teaching us how to apply the word into our lives. Not this, you know, name it and claim it, but it's more about believing what God says for me as if. It's ha it, it, it with expectation, with 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 anticipation that it's going to become a reality in our life, and then we make steps, micro steps, micro tasks that we're believing as because we believe we're going to do this, this, this. We're going to think this way, and we're going to believe this way. This all talks about our spiritual health, right? Now, um. When we don't know where we are in our spiritual health, let me tell you how you know when your spiritual health is poor, when it's low. It usually comes out in our attitude. It comes out in our attitude, how we treat others. Again, remember, relationships, values, and life purpose. That's what spiritual health in includes and encompasses those three. And it's our relationship with others. And what a lot of times we don't talk about is our relationship to ourselves. It's, it's easy to recognize and know how do we speak to others? What is our tone? What is our manner? What is our posture in regards to other people? How do we say certain things to certain people? Especially the ones that, you know, they're kind of, you know, we feel are irritating and, you know, uh, you know, you, you feel like you always have to help them and we start feeling a little kind of way. We start feeling frustrated, et cetera. That is a determination to understand where we are spiritually because let me just say this 
our spiritual health will help us identify more compassion for those that get on our nerves. Yeah. You know, that 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 kind of do things deliberately to push our buttons. We don't we don't engage with that. We don't put energy into that, that back and forth. We allow them to be who they are and make their decisions, but their uh, what do I say? It's like um I'm not gonna make decisions based on their um their poor character decisions. Right? If they go like how Michelle Obama tells us, when they go low, you go high. That's that's character. And that that's a determination of where we are spiritually. And if we're not, if we fall, if we make a mistake and we start engaging, and then some of us get into the fuss and the cussing and back and forth, da da da. We got to go back. See, this is why prayer is so important to our spiritual health, because it's a safe space in which we can share and talk to God about our day. And we're going to talk about ways to enhance and improve our and optimize. That's the word I want to use. I got to write that down. Optimize our spiritual health. This is so important. We have to have a system in place where we can optimize our spiritual health. Life is about systems. We Goals are not as important as systems in which we can plug in the goal and we know that it will manufacture the results that we're looking for. The system is important, y'all. Who we want to become must be dropped into a system of consistent practices and actions that we do in our lives to produce the type of character individual we want to be. That's what I want us Intro Power to be all about. We develop systems to drop the goal in and it will manufacture the results of what we're looking for. That's who I want us to be. I want us to welcome that, and I want us to help us each other tweak and adjust. Just like the old school radio dial. You know, some I don't even know who listens to the radio anymore. Most times it's podcasts and, you know, YouTube or whatever. But the old school radio had to dial, and you had to tweak it, and you have to find so that you can get the signal so you can hear. That's a, a, an example, an analogy of where I want us to continually improve on our spiritual health so we can hear God clearly on what we need to do, who we need to be, how we ought to treat others, how we ought to treat ourselves. Spiritual health is uh, uh, connected to how our relationship with others and ourselves. How do we speak about ourselves? What do we say when we make a mistake to ourselves? Ah, oh, say so you're so stupid. I can't believe you made that mistake again. What's wrong with you? You're an idiot. You're... Some of us have negative self-talk. Negative, harsh, cruel. We would never, some of us, especially intro-powered, we tend to, again, these are formerly known as introverts. Intro-powered, we tend to treat other, others way better than we treat ourselves. That's why we always say yes to everybody else. But when it comes to our self-care slash personal stewardship, I'm trying to use those terms synonymously because some people feel a kind of way about self-care, the term self-care, but it's personal stewardship, not just financial. We're responsible for ourselves, for these bodies that God has blessed us with, right? If we're to be, you know, we can get spiritual real quick, a temple of the Holy Spirit, et cetera, et cetera. We have to manage our bodies well, what goes into our minds, what goes into, into our hearts, what goes into our mouths, what goes into, you know, guard the gates, right? Into, you know, all these things. We have to guard against them. We, we have to have a system not only to keep the bad out. Oh man, this is good. I'm 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 God is I'm I'm said to God just move because this is what we need. Keeping the bad out in our spiritual health, but also welcoming and having in in place consistently what we need to allow in. Okay, let me keep going here. So it talks about our spiritual health. What do we need to do? 
listen, let me break these down. Here's, here's, here's what we need to do. Because uh, when we don't have optimal spiritual health, right, what happens? We, 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 we struggle with, we feel empty on the inside. We feel empty. We feel like, why are we, what are we doing? We're going to work, you know, we're, we're in school and we're just kind of checking the box. And you're sitting there watching the clock, watching, oh, how much longer I got to be in this class. Instead of that excitement, that joy of life. Your life is short. We got to enjoy it. How come we don't enjoy it? That is a ter determination. It's it's a uh, indicator of where we are spiritually with our spiritual health. Do we feel empty on the inside? How empty, right? Um, do we feel anxious? You know, and I, I know for me, especially when the pandemic started, all of a sudden, I just felt an overwhelming sense of, of, of anxiety. It just, it just really, and it, it was connected to, you know, the now visible, we know what's going on, but it was now visible police brutality against people of color, shooting and killing them in the back and, you know, treating it. And the George Floyd, all, it just kind of took my anxiety to a whole new level. But, and, but that was an indicator, again, um, a symptom of where my spiritual health was. Right. And I needed to address it. So I got me a therapist. Shout out to therapy. Therapy can help you. And, and I believe if you want to get a spirit, a, a, a Christian therapist, go for it. Mine happens not to be. And but I believe it's still helping me. Right. But you have to choose and know where you at again, where what you feel most comfortable with. And, and I mean, there's countless resources out there. Right. Uh, psychology today, that's where I went to find mine. Or oh, I looked through my insurance. No, I looked through my insurance, but also those are the, you know, most of us are blessed. We come on, intro power. We have insurance, but some of us never thought about, including looking for a therapist. Again, this is therapists help us identify what's going on the inside. Spiritual things are things that you can't touch, count, or measure, right? Those goes on the inside. You can't measure love and and peace or anxiety and you know depression these are things that you know we got to really be careful about but we have to have a system in place to address those things in our lives on a consistent basis just like we have things in our lives that we do you know once we feel we're feeling exhausted uh we're feeling you know burnt out physically we know we need to get maybe get a massage drink more water get more sleep you know, get some greens in you, get some, you know, shout out to this, uh, uh, smoothies. And I, just forgive me y'all, this commercial is highly frustrating. The two smoothie kings that I usually go to right close to work and then the other one a little bit further away from work, both of them are closing out. What's going on with Smoothie King? What's going on? I'm frustrated. I need my smoothie. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to take care of my physical health, which will, and y'all need to understand, our, our body and spirit are connected. How you treat your physical health, using my hand, isn't it? Is is will impact ourselves spiritually, and how we how we treat ourselves and take care of ourselves spiritually will impact our physical health. They go together. And when we don't address our spiritual health, what happens? Uh, we you know again, physical issues often are a symptom of a spiritual condition. That we need to address. We might be feeling, uh, you know, we have a loss of meaning in life. We uh, feel self-judgmental, 
self-judgment, negative self-talk. We're always judging ourselves, obviously overly critical of ourselves. We're more critical of ourselves than even, dare I say, the enemy, the devil himself. We treat ourselves worse because somehow there's a deserved level inside of us in our subconscious, our heart. Subconscious equals heart. And there's a lie planted deep in our heart that we didn't know was there, but it's causing us to speak in a way that is negative about ourselves because there's a lie in there. And the heart, the subconscious is so powerful that whatever it believes, it wants to manifest. That's why we need to pray. That's why we need to read the word of God to unlearn the lies. It's re to, un to, uh, to reveal, God told me this, is that we need to pray and, and, and study the word so that and, and, and be around conversations about the word and be around like-minded people so that it will begin to reveal. Uh, and we got to pray. That's why we, when we go to church, when we sit down and study the Bible, we got to pray. And I prayed this prayer that Holy Spirit, reveal, remove, replace any and everything that is not of you to create space for everything that you are about. So our heart, our heart has a capacity. And the problem is that we want uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Some of us know this in Galatians. Um, <clears throat> I want to say, no, uh, Galatians chapter 5. Yeah, yeah, Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. But the problem is that it's not manifesting in our lives. These other things, anxiety, loss of meaning, apathy, conflicting values, that's what's in our heart. So God has, um, the Holy Spirit's job is to come in and to yank out and to reveal. But what he does is he says, I'll say, you see this? I say, yeah. Yes, God, I see that. I see that I, I, I'm overly critical of myself. Do you give me permission to remove it? Yes, God. Then what that does is to create space for self-acceptance, radical acceptance, God's acceptance. I've accepted not just in my head, but in my heart to remove the lie. This is deep, y'all. We have to dig deep and do our work to optimize our spiritual health. Our spiritual health, again, how we view others, how we view ourselves, and how we even see God. Do we, Who do we believe God is? Not just in our head, but in our heart. That's the difference. And that will be an indicator of where we are in our spiritual health. Do we, when we say in our heart that God is our Heavenly Father, but in our heart, we say in our head that God is our Heavenly Father, but in our heart we believe He's a, a severe, strict dictator. That if we step out of line, He has, you know, a, you know, a bucket of lightning bolts. I used to think this. He has a bucket of lightning bolts ready to throw at us when we step out of line and to zap us and or or, or you know a cause allow or allow bad things to happen because we didn't we weren't obedient and that's not how it works. God doesn't work that way. It's the natural result of stepping outside of what he is, is encouraged us to do. And the challenge is, is that we need to get to a space where we choose to do what God asks us to do. Not because we're scared of how he'll judge us or how he'll send us to hell to experience hell fire, but because we love and appreciate who he is and what he's done for us. And our, it says, the Bible says, Jesus tells us, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's the goal. And again, that's another symptom. Then we talked about that in spiritual burnout. We believe that we have to do 
things to earn our way. Suddenly, subconsciously, again in our heart, we believe in our head that we're saved by grace through faith, but in our heart hasn't received it yet. And our lives, again, remember our heart job, the subconscious job is to make whatever the truth is. The heart doesn't, the heart is, it's like the heart doesn't, I don't, I got to work on this and I got to pray on this and study this more. But if you understand where I'm going, the heart, the subconscious is so deep and powerful. The Bible says it's evil above all things and desperately wicked. I believe it's because the lie of sin was planted deep inside of us so early on it has become part of our DNA. And the heart wants to make what it believes a reality in our lives. And what it will do is it will cause us to think, see, uh, hear, and, and kind of create uh, like, like how the Bible says, life and death are in the power of the tongue because the tongue uh, uh, speaks what the heart believes. That's why Jesus says, give me your heart. God says in the Old Testament all the time, give me your heart. Let me remove your stony heart. Again, a heart full of lies and deception because of sin. And I will give you a heart of flesh, a new heart, where now what I, your heart now receives and is open to hear and to believe and accept the reality, the truth of what God says about you, about others, and about life, and about passion, and about gifting, and about purpose, and about meaning, and about identity, the truth of what God says. We believe it in our heart, and our lives, and our heart works overnight. Our subconscious works overnight to look for ways to make it a reality in our daily, everyday, real, boots-on-the-ground lives. That's when the gospel becomes real, when the, when the truth of what God says about us and how God treats people and how we, we see him comes into our heart and it becomes to become outward shown in our actions and treatment of others, including ourselves. That is an indicator. That is a foundational principle and understanding of what we've been talking about tonight, spiritual this is deep, y'all. That's why we need to optimize our spiritual health. How do we, okay, let me talk, let me wrap this up. How do we optimize our spiritual health? Simple stuff, y'all. This is not deep, but I need us to understand that we need to, more practical things, volunteer, get involved. What happens is when we get involved, God is so awesome in how we made our bodies is that when we get involved, we have a sense of helping others. And again, introvert, formerly known as introverts, we love to help, we love to support, we love to bless. We A lot of us didn't know that when we're helping other people, uh, those kind acts that we do for people have a, a, a four-dimensional impact, is that the person receiving the act of kindness from us gets a dopamine, neurochemical dopamine release that's like a natural high, the natural feel-good uh, chemical in the brain, and our body feels good. We feel good, naturally. The person receiving the act of kindness, the person witnessing the act of kindness that just happens to see what's going on, they also get that dopamine release of that feel-good neurochemical in the body, in the brain that the body, the brain releases into the body, and we feel good. Then when the person doing it, when we do it, do acts of service, we get that dopamine release. 
And I call it the four-dimensional because what happens in the heart is that the heart also begins to unravel and loosen up the lies about what we need to do uh, and who we are and how we need to treat people, etc. It starts, the lie starts getting weaker and weaker because the Holy Spirit wants to replace the lie, remove, remove the lie and then replace it with his truth. And when, and, and that's why, uh, you know, the Bible says it's better uh, to give than receive and, and, and that God loves a cheerful giver because he knows I'd rather you give out of joy and out of choice out of instead of out of obligation and uh, what's the word say it says um not out of regret right uh, compulsion being forced to do it give out of joy that's what that again these things can improve and optimize our spiritual health also um, you know, connectedness with others. We need, we're human beings. We need a tribe. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to post this tomorrow in my um, hot takes. I like doing hot takes, you know, just to engage in conversation. But sometimes, you know, whatever. I, I'm not mad at it. You can feel and, and express and think how you want. And I, I'm, I'm for the conversation. But I believe that each one of us need a tribe. And if that tribe is not helping us optimize our spiritual health, it's time to leave. Time to go. Now, some of us have been in church a long, a long time, and oh, but I've been a, a member here for so long. And sometimes we, and I'll put it this way God needs us there for a season. Maybe it's time to transition. Or where you are, again, the goal is to optimize your spiritual health. But if if our health if our if we're if we're not optimizing our spiritual health to continually look for ways to uh, uh, increase it and to make it even better and to tune and adjust to tweak it to be uh, begin again increasing our capacity for more compassion for more love for more joy our hearts can can grow and expand and and but sometimes where we are it doesn't have the, the environment is no longer conducive for our optimized. Our opti uh, the goal of our op the direction of our optimal spiritual health the the environment is no longer conducive to that and that's okay it's okay it doesn't have to be static our relationship with God our spiritual health does not have to be static it's dynamic it can move and adjust and it's important that we find the connectedness with others that safe space in which to land that safe space to reveal uh, our judgmental attitude about ourselves, about others, without judgment and fixing, where we can challenge and encourage and support others as we're again heading towards and optimizing our spiritual health. Because we know we have optimized spiritual health when our relationships, when our values, and when our purpose in life are all connected, and they are, and they, they and we get to operate in those things out of joy and out of love and out of kindness. That is the way to live, y'all. We cannot harbor these negative things, anger, bitterness, uh, judgment, judgmental attitudes and spirits that some of us harbor. We can't, we can't harbor those things and think that our spiritual health is going to be optimized. It's going to, our spiritual health is going to decline and how we treat other people is synonymous with our spiritual health. And then again, how we treat ourselves and then how we view God. Again, all those are connected. And then also the importance of being part of a, a, a group of like-minded people is that our values, we can, sometimes our values can become askew. And every decision we need to screen through.
through our values. Uh, every place we work, every relationship we start, um, you know, where we give money, uh, you know, how we, you know, what we do with our families, how we raise our families, how we treat our spouse. Every decision we make needs to be screened through our values. Our values identify, help us to, re again, we need to identify our values so that every decision we can look through and say, okay, do these fit with my values? If not, the answer is no. I'm not going to do that. Our spiritual health will determine our willingness and courage in which to operate out of our values as opposed to our feelings and our emotions. Feelings and emotions are not good or bad, but they are not how we are to make decisions. We're not to judge our feelings, but we can't make decisions based on them. We have to make decisions based on our values. Where do we get our values? From the word. We, as, you, know, as, as, you know, as Christ followers, if that's who you say you are, if that's what you want to do, and it's, if that's not where you're at, that's fine. But you, again, wherever your values are will determine your spiritual health. How do you screen your decisions? So we have to know that at the beginning of the day, the beginning of every day, going into new environments, anticipating and, and discerning, man, this is going to be a challenging situation. I need to start praying about it now so that I, I don't fall into reactive, but I'm proactive. Again, where when our spiritual health is optimized, we can be proactive instead of reactive. So we don't treat others as, uh, as they treat us. We treat others, you know, we, um, uh, uh, the quote is where, you know, we don't look at ourselves, we don't look at ourselves as less. Uh, we just, I'm saying it wrong, but basically we don't look at others where we look, where we, we don't have to look down upon ourselves to look up and, and to lift up others. We're just thinking, um, thinking of ourselves less. Am I saying that right? Either way, I'm going to post it later because I forget it too. Now, we need a support system. We need to have a system in place. And I'm going to wrap this up. Um, again, when we, a system, a support system, again, community that will call us out. Man, you're, that's a, are, are you hot? You know, it, again, it's, it has to be a loving, accepting space where we can challenge and kind of ask questions in a loving way with the goal of optimizing our spiritual health. And we're part of that community because we, that's our desire. We got to be really prayerful and know when to ask what, how. And to really, the goal is, man, are you harboring a bad attitude? Are you harboring unforgiveness or bitterness, right? Towards your ex-wife, towards your children, towards your, your, your harsh boss. Not that we don't address it. But again, our heart has no room for that. But kindness is clear. And we have to put in place uh, conversations that are uncomfortable. But we get to express and be clear because we know we can't, we don't want to harbor anything negative in our hearts because it will, it will be a detriment to our, to our spiritual health. Okay. Um, yeah. A spiritually healthy person has a clear purpose in life and is able to reflect on the meaning of events. We're, see, it's not why did this happen, but what could God teach me from this situation? Now, and not, not that you're not hurt, not that you're not disappointed, not that you're not sad, but through it all, we can see that God allowed this for a reason. And it, it might not manifest itself 
as early as we hope. Do we trust God enough to know that he allowed the situation? And we can take advantage of that negative situation and draw closer to him. Questions, um, you know, and then, and I'm looking, where did I put those? But basically, the, the things that we can do, again, you know, we can, uh, personal things that we can do. We can, um, I didn't write them here, but I'm going to post it later. Ways we can do it. Journaling. See, these are systems to get these, these feelings and emotions and thoughts out of our head and our heart, get them out on paper on purpose, then we can pray over them and submit them to the Holy Spirit to see, God, is this anything that's of you? See, we, 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 have, a, we have a safe space with God. We, we can be honest with him. Our spiritual health is optimized when we are honest with God. Honesty. Yeah. Again, confession. This is the confession piece where we're honest with God, telling him how we feel, what we did wrong, without without being fear, fearful of what he's going to do, but trusting that he's a he's a heavenly father that that loves and accepts us, that has radical acceptance for us when, when we at our lowest moment, at our worst decision in ever in our lives, that's when he's there. When our heart and our when our hearts believe that, that's when we know our 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 health, spiritual health is being <clears throat> Is being optimized. These are all things. So again, so real quick, um, journaling, being part of a small group, you know, um, taking care of our physical health improves our spiritual health and vice versa. Taking care of our spiritual health improves our getting a therapist. Our, our spiritual health, if, you know, vice, mind and spirit are connected. Take care of one, take care of the other. They go together, right? Saying no is one great way to improve our spiritual health. Because again, God wants to a cheerful giver. That's include not just including our money, but our time and our resources. If we don't want to do it with joy, if it doesn't go, doesn't go along with our values, if, if it's not in line with our schedule, because our schedule is, is fine-tuned to optimize our bigger yes, if it doesn't go along with those things, it's a no. We can say no with a smile. But we say when we say yes out of guilt, that's not optimizing our spiritual health. It's not because when we go to help that person and we show up at that space in the back of our head saying, man, I regret being here. I wish I wasn't here. And then all of a sudden, it, it, that attitude <clears throat> comes out and the, the results of what we're looking for, it comes out. And in the, usually in a negative way. These are, these are talk, these, this is what I'm talking about our spiritual health, y'all. And again, we talked about what burnout is. Saying yes constantly will lead to burnout. And the burnout is, is, is harmful and harsh because the results, what we usually want to do to, when we do help, is not done out of joy. And it's kind of done halfway with, with ulterior motives. Spiritual health, optimized spiritual health, calls out our negative motives. It calls it out. This is deeply spiritual, you all. And we have to find ways to optimize them. So I'll say, I'll say quickly, Become join a small group. Small groups, I believe, life change happens in small groups. And corporate worship is great, and we need to fellowship and you know and worship God and hear the word of God preached. That's important for our spiritual health. But where we can 
identify the holes in the, the areas in our life that in our spiritual health that need to be improved with the goal of optimization, that happens in a small group. Then journaling. Journaling is awesome. Journal prayer journaling, right? We can pray our and I that's what I do. I write out my thoughts. I have an app, I write out my prayers, right? And I type them out every night. And I kind of do a brain dump of the day. And I reflect and I pray and ask the Holy Spirit, okay, what's here? Yep. See that I say? Oh, yeah. I, I, my attitude was poor, Lord. Please forgive me. See, we got the confession. We're connecting. We're staying connected. We're being honest. That's the thing. Um, and then again, practice the self-care. Optimize spiritual health uh, is when we take care of ourselves. And if we need a therapist, a counselor, whatever, get one. Most of us can afford it. But listen, this is the intro power tribe. This is what we do. This is the goal. This is the direction we're going. We need to optimize our spiritual health. We need to ask time, ask ourselves, and, need, uh, and I found these here questions I'll put up here. Do I make time for relaxation? Do I make time for meditation? See, meditation, you know, the world calls it one thing, but we as God's people take the word and imagine prayerfully envision God's word being a reality in our life. I mean a real reality. <laughs> like actually right here in front of me. And there's like this laptop, my iPad, there's this mic set up, there's this paper, this other microphone. There are literal reality, putting the word into our lives, putting our name into the word and applying it to our lives and, and with expectation, believing that God's gonna make it a reality. And because he's gonna make it a reality, and we trust to believe him, we do micro-task. We start researching, uh, you know, our next job. What do we want? What do we believe God for? We need to have the confidence and pray. I pray this prayer that I want everything that God has for me. I want it all, everything, not just relationship with him, because he promised that he wants it to be the head, not the tail. The challenge is not that, you know, riches aren't the problem. It's the... Um, the love of money is how we make it a priority over him. That's when it becomes a problem. And because we get money, we start treating people negatively. God's not about that. God wants to increase our capacity so that we can do more for others. Let me wrap up here. Do my values guide my decision and actions? These are uh, spiritual health questions. Are we meditating on the word? Are we allowing, again, the word needs to come into our heart and remove the lies and replace it with the truth and so that, the, the, that we can leverage our heart, our subconscious, so that our heart is working 24-7 to make the truth of whatever we put in there consistently. That's how we remove it. And with confession, consistently putting his word in, in our heart, re removing the lies by faith and taking practical, daily, consistent, micro-task to continue to make that what we believe a reality. And I'm telling you, that's how God works. That's how this Holy Spirit works. He goes based on what we believe in our heart. Do I have a well-defined sense of purpose and meaning? What's my life magnet? These are spiritual health questions. And every, oh man, once we've identified what our passion and our gifting is, which you know we can we can include our talent. Our, our talent can support our gift, but it is not our gift. 
right? It can support and enhance, but it's not our gift. But we can tie all those together so that we can, I believe our gift is directly associated with our life purpose. While we're here in the geographical location that God has placed us in such a time as this to be alive now to be a solution to a problem in today's world. That's why we're here. And once we can answer that question of our what we our purpose and our meaning in life, that's optimizing our spiritual health, y'all. And as we grow, then the fruit become of the spirit become more prevalent and more uh, visible and felt in our lives. And others that are close to us will also see it. But we can't ever get to that space if we're living with lack of meaning, lack of purpose, etc. Then, of course, you know, am I accepting of the views of others? Am I judgmental and critical and harsh and mean? That's an indicator. That's a, that's sim, sim, symptomatic of poor spiritual health. How we judge, label, criticize, view others negatively. We got to call that out. That's not helping anyone. And we think God needs defending. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I got I got to make these. Uh, I'm going way too long, and I got to make these. Um, I got to break these down because I feel like I want to do more, and I don't. I, uh, you know, I'll be. I mean, listen to an hour long podcast is tough, but I think this content is so valuable. So I got to start breaking these up. I got to start breaking these up. But I hope you guys really listen to this. And again, thanks for listening. The uh, friendly reminder: if you have not already, connect with us on our Facebook page, our Intro Powered Tribe page like our page be, be join our community we're not playing around here the goal we're optimizing our spiritual health we are finding ways to say no with a smile we are identifying our life magnet and we're doing it in a safe space with no judgment no minimizing no criticism no labeling you know but with radical acceptance that's what i want us to practice in our tribe radical acceptance yet we are ch- lovingly challenging one another to be the best version of who God has created us to be. Remember, nice people do finish last, but kind ones rise to the top. Let's go.